This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Richard Matthews. Richard is the marketing machine builder, founder of 5freedoms.io and podcast host of The Hero Show. Thank you for joining me today. Glad to be here. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for coming on. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? Well, um, the long version is uh i was about nine or ten years old my dad came home with a copy of a rich poor dad put that cop that book in my hand and i um, read that book about four times in the first week that i had it and uh, sort of became a bit obsessed with the business and um and creating an income from work that uh you know that you that you do and i started my first business when i was 13 buying candy wholesale and selling at retail to my uh friends on campus lasted about six weeks before I got shut down by the uh, the powers that be because I didn't have a business license so I tell people I, uh, I got shut down by the government at 13 um, and you know all the way up into uh, I ran a um, photography business pay my way through school and college and started my uh, marketing consulting firm after that and uh, did okay with that for a couple of years um, and then decided I needed to really change the course of my business because I was doing a I was doing a bang up job for my clients but I was also not charging enough for it so I was starving um, and part of that was a confidence issue so I started um, and ran that for um, and I still run that today actually for several years and I've helped clients go from unknown to being number one in their space for uh, for lots of different um, different clients and we're just transitioning now to working with uh, um, do all of the work for their podcast so we actually uh um, make it for we handle uh, like everything for the podcast after someone hits the stop record button all the editing and production and creating all the social media posts and announcements and we do basically everything for their podcast after they hit the done record button so they can just show up record and we do everything else and that's where uh, where our, our newest business has taken us so that's the uh, the the long version I guess <laughs> no that's awesome and you also kind of do that remotely while you're kind of traveling the country as well right yeah, yeah. My wife and I and our four children are in a 40-foot RV, and we travel the country um, full-time. We've been going for two and a half years this year. But yeah, we're uh, I'm in the RV now. This is the, the back bedroom. I've turned into a little miniature studio. If you want, I can uh, I can, I can uh, break form and show the audience that you know we're like literally in an RV right now with a little uh, a fake backdrop and some lighting that makes it uh, look cooler than it is. Yeah, I mean, that's all you need, a background. I mean, you don't even need a background, obviously. Uh, ideally, a microphone, and uh, if it's a USB mic and a, you know, a computer connection, you're good to go. Yeah, so we, uh, we run, our, uh, run our business that way. Um, the reason I have the backdrop is because I do video podcasts pretty regularly. Um, and, you know, the uh, back bedroom of an RV is literally just a bedroom, so it's not, a, it's not terribly beautiful. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And uh, what kind of uh, they did you and inspired you to start the podcast? Um, the Hero Show. So 
The Hero Show for me is a, it was sort of a, a passion project, a side project. I started it about three years ago um, and um, and sort of got bogged down with all the work that goes into it, which is, you know, that's the story for push button podcasts. But the Hero Show specifically is uh, culturally, it's always really bothered me that um, entrepreneurs are villainized. And um, so like all the way back down to when I was a kid, if you, you remember, uh, um, what is it? The Captain Planet. Right. And the bad guys in Captain Planet are always business people. Um, and, you know, so like we're, we're indoctrinated from a very young age that, you know, you know, doctors are heroes and you know, firemen and policemen are heroes and our military veterans are heroes and rightly so. But at the same time, we're also indoctrinated that business people and people who build things to create a profit and to make a better world are villains. Um, and certainly there are villains in the business world, just like there are everywhere else. But Overall, that's always really bothered me. So what I started the Hero Show for was to start lifting up entrepreneurs. And um, it's it, the show is it's it's useful for the guests. But really, the reason I do the show is um, is for the people I bring on and interview them. I want them to see their story through the light of, you know, of them seeing themselves as a hero. Um, and so that's uh, that's really why I do the Hero Show. That's awesome. I think it's important to uh, have that platform and show kind of a different light or break stigmas like you said yeah absolutely so what motivates you to succeed for me children um i've got uh um, i said i've got four children and i remember a conversation i had with my wife uh going on 11 years ago now um then when we were uh just getting ready to have our first son um, and I told her that I wanted to be at home with him as much as possible. Um, and the commitment I made to myself and to my wife was um, pretty specific. I wanted to be at home for lunch with my kids every day. Um, I've, you can probably count on a couple of hands the number of times that I've missed lunch with the family. Um, and you know, those are generally because I'm going to a business event here or there or something, you know, a mastermind or something. Uh, that is uh, a big motivating factor for me. And it's something that I've really structured my life around um, everything from how I build my businesses and the teams that I hire and the type of services that we deliver are all sort of geared around making it so that I have the time and the freedom and the location freedom to to engage with my kids all the time right so that's why we travel because you know I want to be here for them and uh, I just remember growing up I love the crap out of my parents and my dad um, in particular we had a really good tight relationship and the only regret I have growing up is that I you know I didn't have more time with him right and um, and so I'm just trying to make that a make make that change my life for my kids yeah I think it's important because at the end of the day we all we have left at the end of the day or end of life or any part of life is memories and the memories you create so it's important yeah. being there for events or just being present and active. And I was uh, I was just uh, the other day. This is my my son's newest obsession is the uh, Pokemon trading card game, and I got to take a tournament over the weekend. It was first his first one, um, and so I've been uh, been relearning how to play the game for my childhood, so I can do that with my son. And that's a uh, it's really cool to just have that kind of freedom to you know not only invest in in silly things like a whole bunch of trading cards for my son, but also have the the time and location for him to go to the uh, tournaments and uh, and spend that kind of time with him. No, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I'm fully remote, not obviously mobile, uh, working from home most of the time, but me and my wife are foster parents. So not being able to be remote would lead to me not being able to be a foster parent with everything involved in terms of court, doctors, 
nurses, caseworkers, and we've been doing it since June 2018, and we've had now our 17th child in our home. So that far exceeds certain things in terms of flexibility. I mean, I could be in Manhattan or Philadelphia um, and have my business in a brick and mortar, but it being uh, you know standalone and remote actually adds a lot of freedom and in certain things and points of your life, you may be chasing titles or money, but obviously when you get a family, kids, that puts different things in perspective and see, and you see how important time actually is. Yeah, absolutely. My, uh, my brother-in-law, my wife's uh, brother, um, runs a, a group of foster children and getting their home at any given time. And I know that's a, uh, it's a high calling. So, you know, I appreciate you guys for doing that. Yeah. I mean, it's taught me a lot that could be applied to business and patients and emotional IQ, but you know, these kids are coming from situations that they don't control and all they want is, you know, a safe place to, to stay and feel loved. So. Yeah, absolutely. So what's one thing you may have seen as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? So for me, um, I am, it might seem silly, but it's perfectionism. I, uh, I, for the longest time, like long, long time, um, would work on things forever and ever and ever to get it to a point where it was, um, you know, where I thought it was perfect. Um, and the problem, you know, and everyone knows this, the only problem with that is there's no such thing as perfect. So really what I was doing is I was avoiding bringing things to market, projection or fear of you know, having not something be, being something not good enough or fear of getting judged, you know, for my stuff. Um, and that has kept me from, uh, doing a lot of, uh, doing a lot of things and, um, and really having a lot of progress in my business. And the big change for me, um, was a couple of things on that. One of them was a reframe that one of my, my business associates gave me. Um, and she mentioned to me that, um, perfectionism or being perfect is the lowest standard you can hold yourself to because it's not a real standard. Right. And so if it's the lowest standard you can hold yourself to, um, then you, you need to have a different standard. And, um, you know, for changing that, reframing it to being like, hey, what's the minimum viable product? Like, what does it have to you know, actually have to do to to uh, work in the marketplace um, to be able to make an offer? Right. Um, that 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 reframe was really helpful for me. Just shifting the idea that, hey, I'm, I'm trying to make something perfect to you can't actually do that. That's not you're not holding yourself to anything useful. Um, was the first one and then the second one was hiring hiring a team right bringing on team members and realizing that like what i needed to do was the work that i'm good at done and then the stuff that i'm not good at a lot of times is like pushing the publish button or sending the offer email out or whatever the thing is that ships it to market putting that on the onus on my team to be like hey i need this so i can get it out you've got a deadline and they just do that part because that's the part that's the struggle for me is actually putting it to the market um, and having uh, having a team in place that's you know you're accountable to, um, and that uh, is really you know looking to grow the business with you. Um, and we've doubled or tripled the business. Um, a lot of it is because we're just you know to uh, put it in a um, Seth Godin's terms, we're shipping more. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that um, perfectionism is is a trait a lot of entrepreneurs, startup founders have, and I don't think anything can really be like a hundred percent perfect but that kind of bogs you down. So getting something in market, having the market react to it, and then make the adjustments is important. And like you said, focusing on your strengths and then outsourcing or 
delegating out some of the things that may, you know, bog you down in terms of importance level or some of the things you may not be an expert in is important to scale and grow, I think, any business. Yeah, absolutely. So what's one piece of advice you may have for the audience, personal or professional? Um, for, it's a good question. So the, the, the thing that popped into my head was something I was talking about with a, uh, um, I guess on my podcast yesterday, and it had to do with, um, overcoming fear. And, you know, a lot of the things that hold us back, um, from any number of, you know, of, of moving forward in our business or in our personal relationships, a lot of them have to do with fear, right? Everything from, you know, in your personal life, asking that girl to go out on a date or in your professional life, like I'm, you know, I'm sitting in a place where we're just getting ready to launch a major service to the market. You know, once we hit the market, then it's real. Um, and there's the, the, the discussion we were having is that those fear responses are real, right? You have physical responses to fear, um, where you can actually feel, you know, feel the changes in your body and our, um, our, general thought on how you deal with fear is that you just ignore it, you push it away, you power through it, like you use willpower to overcome fear. And the reality is, is the the fear exists for a reason. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, and so we were talking about how your brain is actually the, the simpler portions of the brain um, the ones that develop the earliest are, you know, they, they call it the, uh, the reptile brain or whatever, like reptilian brain. That's where like the fear responses come from. And as you grow and develop all the way into your frontal cortex, it's like layered on, you get more abilities to think further up. Um, so what, um, what we were talking about is when you have fear or trying to power through it is, I don't quite know how to say this because that's not my area of expertise, but you question the fear. What is it looking to do for you, right? So as an example, if my fear of bringing this stuff to market is rejection, you can look at it and say, hey, so, you know, if I do get rejection for our product or service, what does that actually do for me, right? And it doesn't actually do a lot, right? It's not going to change change me in any negative way, right? I mean, if you actually look back through, you know, my past history of rejection, never really does anything negative. Um, and so you can sort of, you can elevate it a little bit. Okay, so if... If it is, you know, you do have rejection and you move forward with that, like what's the, what's the next level? And you can actually keep, take that fear and just continue to, to question what its goal is, right? What's the goal of, of, you know, the next step and you can get all the way up to, um, to, you know, finding the reasons that, you know, actually the reason you have this fear is because you're, you're, um, is because you're looking to really make an impact and making an impact and having a big change is, you know, anytime you change things, your body responds with a fear response. And um, the, uh, the fear response isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? It's, it's, a, uh, it's just a, a, a response to realizing that, hey, we're going to make a big change here. Um, and that big change is actually a good thing, right? We're going to have, we're going to be good things into the market and have a positive impact on the world and have a positive thing. So you can actually, that fear can actually be a motivating thing to actually go forward and move it. So instead of just dismissing it and saying, hey, that's bad, we're going to power through it. Um, look at, at at the actual positive sides of what it's there for. Um, so, anyways, it was uh, it was a really interesting conversation and just helped me sort of reframe how your your body's fear responses work. Um, I thought it was really cool. Hopefully, that makes sense. I know it's kind of like a deep thing to think about. It does make sense, and it's funny because the last episode that went live on my show was somebody exactly speaking about fear and basically not ignoring it as a person because it'll still always exist but creating kind of a safe place for it and just feeling it and not trying to really get rid of it. All your job is to feel it and kind of understand it 
And uh, it, it's a lot better than uh, in terms of a business owner or professional than performing from a place of fear. Like you said, fear of failing, fear of disappointing, fear of, you know, what, what's next and uh, just kind of feeling it. And then you mentally get to a place where you kind of deal with it and cope with it and become okay with it. And then you're approaching your business, not from the fear standpoint, but from kind of a, a higher, you know, self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. You're like elevating it, right? You can elevate yeah. the fear, that the, the very base physical response to fear to like realizing like, Hey, the reason why we're having this fear is because of change and because of, you know, positive impact and what's going to do. And so you can actually start to operate from a higher level of thinking. Yep. And then obviously that benefits your business more so than operating from a, you know, a, a fear standpoint. Yeah. Operating from like the baser levels of thinking. Yep. And then everybody benefits your employees. If you know, you have a services business, your, your, you know, people that clients. purchase your things, your clients, yeah. uh, you know, other businesses that you work with. So everybody's kind of benefiting from it. Absolutely. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you? Yeah. So I've got my, uh, my website is uh, richardmatthews.me. Um, and you can find me there and it's M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S um, dot M-E. And um, podcast is on there um, for The Hero Show. And if you want to contact me anywhere else, you know, everything from my uh, Amazon links to LinkedIn, all of it's on the uh, sidebar there at some point. Um, and you can reach out. We do a couple of things um, for people. The primary business right now is we're, uh, we're pushing the uh, push button podcast service. And uh, we also do some expert brand building work for, uh, for clients. That's what I've done for the last five or six years. Um, so if you have any questions on that, you can certainly reach out to me there. But yeah, that's the uh, best way to get a hold of me there. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Thank you for having me. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.